All right, we're back with the week four waiver wire show. I am going to break down once again my top waiver wire ads for week four headed into week five of the NFL season. Like I've been trying to doing like I've been trying to do on the last few episodes. I'm trying to keep it short so you can listen on your way to work or whatever. Listen really fast, 15, 20 minutes, half hour at most, get in, get out, and let you know who you need to pick up on the waiver wire this week in fantasy football. So, number one priority ad this week, Josh Kelly, Austin Eckler. Eckler goes down with a serious hamstring injury out probably for a while. Josh Kelly, the rookie, is going to step in, be the number one back. Um, Josh Kelly had a great prospect profile coming out of UCLA. He's great in the passing game. He, he's great rushing, as we've seen. He really hasn't been that that great the last couple games. He's had a few off games the last few games, but now... Now that Eckler is out, Josh Kelly is definitely going to step into an expanded role into an offense that's very fruitful for running backs. So if Joshua Kelly isn't owned in your league, Joshua Kelly needs to be the number one priority ad. And then the number two waiver priority ad this week should probably be Justin Jackson, the other Chargers running back. So Justin Jackson just came off injury this week. Somehow the week Justin Jackson comes back from injury, Austin Eckler goes out with injury and we've seen for almost years now but this year definitely for sure that the Chargers offense can support two running backs in fantasy we know they're they're going to probably use two backs they're not just going to lean on Joshua Kelly who's a rookie I like Joshua Kelly better as a player than Justin Jackson but Justin Jackson has a little bit more experience he's been in the league for a couple years now Justin Jackson was great in college as well. And I think Justin ja- Jackson might be a little bit better of a pass catcher. But uh, Joshua Kelly had that huge fumble last week against Tampa right before halftime when they were winning. I, I think he has another fumble on the season. So Justin Jackson, um, he-, he has a little bit more experience. He knows this offense. Anthony Lynn knows Justin Jackson. And now that Justin Jackson is back healthy, Maybe they start giving him some more touches. and Just just because Joshua Kelly is a rookie, like I said, I don't doubt the talent with Joshua Kelly at all, but he is a rookie. He did have that costly fumble this week, and Justin Jackson is now back healthy. I like Justin Jackson to get at least 40% half of the touches. Um, Like I said, you've seen the Chargers be able to produce two fantasy-relevant running backs and Joshua Kelly is only a rookie. So I do expect Justin Jackson to come in and be fantasy relevant as well. But first, I'm going for Joshua Kelly because I like Joshua Kelly, the player, better. And second, if if Joshua Kelly is owned in my league, I'm going for Justin Jackson, especially if you're an Ackler owner. I'm an Ackler owner in a couple leagues, and I'm trying to get Justin Jackson I think Justin Jackson could be solid. I, I don't think the upside is extremely high. Obviously not as high as Eckler's, but I think Justin Jackson can at least be serviceable for for the time being until Eckler does get back, which might not be for a while. So number three waiver priority ad this week. He should be owned in every single league, but if he's not, Chase Edmonds, go get him. Chase Edmonds is not getting nearly the amount of touches as Kenyon Drake is, rightfully so, because Edmonds is the backup. But Edmonds has actually had a couple weeks now where he's 
outscoring Kenyon Drake in fantasy. Kenyon Drake has been extremely underwhelming through four weeks on the Cardinals. And a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of fantasy analysts out there are saying, just wait, just wait. It's coming for Kenyon Drake. It came for Joe Mixon this week. But uh, Kenyon Drake is not the player Joe Mixon is. He's just not as good as Joe Mixon is. We know Joe Mixon to be a great player. Kenyon Drake isn't that good. We haven't, we've only seen Kenyon Drake be good for a couple games at the end of last year. So I really don't know if it's coming for Kenyon Drake. And Chase Edmonds is outscoring Kenyon Drake in fantasy some of these games on a quarter of the touches. So I, I don't know if it, how soon it's going to be. I don't know when. But if Kenyon Drake doesn't start doing anything soon, Chase Edmonds could take over this backfield. And obviously Arizona is a great offense. So Chase Edmonds... If Chase Edmonds can somehow seize the starting role in this offense over Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds could be a league winner in fantasy this year. Number four, I have Damian Harris. Damian Harris ran for 100 yards tonight in the uh, in the Patriots-Chiefs game. Damian Harris ran for 100 yards fresh off of IR. Sony Michelle was just put on IR, and... Uh, he ran, he rushed for 100 yards against the Chiefs without Cam Newton there. They had Brian Hoyer and Jarrett Stidham playing. So with extremely poor quarterback play, Damian Harris off of IR with poor quarterback play still managed to have a good game tonight. Um, like I said tonight, I'm recording this after the Monday Night Football games tonight. Number five, I have Dearness Johnson and Dontrell Hilliard kind of back-to-back here. So Nick Chubb is going to be out for a while with a knee sprain, with a, with a knee problem. So Dearness Johnson came into the game, had 13 rushes for 95 yards when Nick Chubb went out. Really good, uh, really great game there for him once Chubb came out of the game injured. I actually don't love Johnson as a player. I, I He was a... I think AAF or XFL stud or something like that. One of those leagues. I'm not really sure which one exactly. But um, I don't really like his profile. He's extremely slow. He's not very big. But he did get the touches. So because of that, he, he is worth the add. I wouldn't spend a lot of money on him. But he is worth adding. He is worth picking up. I, if, if I had a top if I had a top waiver priority... I wouldn't spend it on Dearness Johnson. I wouldn't go crazy for him, but he did get 13 carries when uh, Nick Chubb did go out. So that at least is worth an add, especially now that we've seen in this Stefanski offense that they are going to want to run the ball a lot. Kareem Hunt is not going to get every single carry, although Kareem Hunt is going to be rock solid in fantasy now until Chubb comes back and even when Chubb comes back. But Hunt is going to be a great... uh, Hunt is going to be a great player from now on, but there there could be some fantasy value there for whoever the second running back is, as we've seen with Chubb and Hunt both being fantasy relevant. And the other back is Dontrell Hilliard. Dontrell Hilliard also had five carries in the game. He actually has a really solid athletic profile. He's much, much more athletic than Dearness Johnson. Um, the athleticism, that, that just means he has the ability to make some some bigger plays happen faster, more agile, more athletic, has the ability to make some bigger plays happen, make some more special plays happen. 
And I actually think Dontrell Hilliard is a lot better in the passing game. Hilliard, I think, had a 25-plus 20, and a 30-catch season in college. He's an excellent pass catcher, and he has great athleticism as well. He's more athletic, and I think he's a better pass catcher than Dearness Johnson. So with that being said, I actually like Hilliard, the player, better in a vacuum. Uh, like Just in a dichotomy comparing those two, I like Hilliard better than Dearness Johnson. But I think they're both worth I both worth some sort of addition to your roster, especially deeper leagues, twelve team leagues, fourteen team leagues, PPR. I definitely think they're both worth an add, worth uh, worth something, at least worth rostering, getting on the back end of your team and seeing which one ends up being better, which one ends up getting more touches. I don't know how it's gonna play out. I wouldn't start either of them in fantasy until I see how the touches play out with Hunt and Ernest and Hill or Ernest Johnson and Dontrell Hilliard. Um, I, I want to wait and see how those touches play out. Like I said, I like Hilliard better as a player, but Johnson did get those 13 carries for 95 yards when Chubb went out. So we'll have to see what Stefanski does here with uh, Hunt and with these other running backs, and, and we'll have to see what his plan is. So those are my top five just my top five most important ads of the week and now i'm just going to go into another few extra additions these other additions aren't in any specific order they aren't in any significant order these are just some other guys to consider adding this week so number one i have brandon Ayuk. brandon Ayuk is bursting onto the scene now for san fran he's a really dynamic player he was dynamic in college he can run the ball he can run after catch. He's great after the catch, as we as we saw on Sunday Night Football. First-round draft capital. He's really starting to play a lot better now that he's starting to get the snaps. Debo Samuel coming off injury. Um, we saw Debo have a decent game, even with Ayuk having a decent game. So Ayuk, definitely a solid add here. Nice rookie wide receiver who's starting to break out a little bit. Number two, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller, I don't love Scotty Miller, the player. It's not a great addition, but if you're desperate for wide receiver help, Evans got banged up again. I think Evans will play next week, but Evans is definitely banged up. Chris Godwin's still going to be out a few weeks, and now O.J. Howard is is out for the season. So really the, the target share is kind of closing in. It, 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 it's being less guys the ball is not going to be spread out as much in Tampa with all these injuries you're going to see the ball go to to less and less guys now as all these injuries keep piling up so Evans is banged up Godwin's is Godwin is banged up OJ Howard's out for the year so now you're going to see you're definitely going to see a little bit more Scotty Miller here so if you're really really desperate and Evans somehow doesn't play Thursday night this week or Evans is out, Fournette's out, O.J. Howard's out. If that's a scenario that happens, Scotty Miller could be worth a play this week. Number three, I have T. Higgins. T. Higgins scored two touchdowns last week, another 77 yards this week. Played over 70% of the snaps the last two weeks. So so he's really starting to take over and be almost a, a, a an every kind of an every-down starter in this offense. Obviously, 70% isn't every down, but that's that's extremely high for a wide receiver, 70% snap share. So T. Higgins is really bursting, bursting, coming onto the scene here too. He's really breaking out as a rookie as well. 
So T. Higgins is really worth an add. Joe Burrow is getting better and better as the weeks go on. And it seems that T. Higgins is going along for the ride with Joe Burrow, almost pushing A.J. Green out of the picture here. T. Higgins is really coming along these last few weeks, and he could end up being very, very fantasy relevant as the year goes on, as Burrow gets even better. Number four, I have Justin Jefferson. After last week, 175 yards and a touchdown, there is no reason Justin Jefferson should be available on waivers or free agency in your league. But if he is, you're definitely going to want to add Justin Jefferson back-to-back 100-yard games as a rookie, playing almost 80% of the snaps in the last two weeks where he was not getting anywhere close to that the first two weeks. He had his breakout game. He had, His snap share is, is through the roof right now. He's playing all the snaps. He's getting targets. He's the number two option already for Kirk Cousins. It's just him. It's just Thielen. And it's just Cook. You're really not even seeing these tight ends get involved. So Justin Jefferson actually is set up to, I think, I think Justin Jefferson is set up to almost be like that A.J. Brown last year, that rookie receiver that's just going to have these huge weeks. Uh, it might be inconsistent because he's a rookie. It might be inconsistent because of Kirk Cousins or, or because of the matchup. But I think he, he's going to be almost A.J. Brown-like at this point where he's the locked-in number two receiver, and he's going to have some really huge weeks going forward. I think the next two weeks, I'm not sure in what order they have Seattle and Atlanta, so Justin Justin Jefferson could blow up here going forward. Number five, I have um, I have listed here as kind of all Texans players, so Duke Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb here. Just wish with... With Bill O'Brien getting fired, I don't know how much the offense changes. I think Romeo Cornell is the new head coach. I think he was the defensive coordinator. So you really don't know how that – I don't know if it's going to affect the offense. I don't know who's going to call the plays on the offense. But uh, when there's a change-up, when there's a switch-up, you don't don't know who – whoever's calling plays now, you don't know if they're going to change things up, Um, start getting other guys involved, start drawing up plays for other guys. Maybe Bill O'Brien didn't like Duke Johnson. Maybe whoever's calling plays now wants Duke Johnson to get the ball. Who knows? I I, I honestly don't know. This is just number five. I I have written down word for word all Texans players worth keeping an eye on with uh, the new coaching staff. So I I wouldn't go rush to add any of them. I'm just saying keep an eye on the situation where this offense goes after the Bill O'Brien era. Just keep an eye on where this offense is headed. Keep an eye on the snaps, the targets for guys like Cooks, for guys like Randall Cobb, maybe Duke Johnson. Just keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on the situation going forward now with the new coach and with Bill O'Brien gone. Number six, I have Gus Edwards. So Gus Edwards played 44% of snaps. Ingram only played 25% of snaps. Gus Edwards had one more rush than Ingram. So it, it, the Baltimore said before the season that the running back touches were going to be game to game. It's going to be switched up game to game. It's going to be very game dependent. And they, they've been true to their word so far. They have no running backs that are really taking over. It's a complete split, three-way split. Uh, three or four-way split. It's a complete split of the backfield. Nobody's getting that much of the touches. Nobody getting. Nobody's getting that much of the snaps. 
but it seems like these last few weeks here, Gus Edwards is kind of starting to take the primary back role away from Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram at this point is touchdown dependent in fantasy football, and it, Gus Edwards has shown more burst. He's shown more potential for big rushes. He's now playing more snaps. He got more carries this week, only by one, but he did get more. He did get a, one more one more carry than Ingram. So uh, Gus Edwards could be a deep stash for later in the year. It seems like Gus Edwards is kind of starting to overtake Ingram a little bit here. Number seven, I have Zach Pascal. If you didn't add Zach Pascal, which I mentioned to add last week, three catches, 58 yards, not really a great game, but uh, the Colts keep the Colts defense has shown to be very, very good. They're they're kind of not blowing teams out, but they're they're scoring like 20 points and and only giving up like three. So I mean, like 17 point leads aren't really a blowout, but when the other team only has three points in the fourth quarter, it definitely feels like a blowout. So when they're up by 17, 20 points in the fourth quarter, the Colts really haven't had any need to pass at the end of the game. I think they blew out the Vikings. They blew out whoever they played last week, and they were blowing out Chicago this week until they scored a late touchdown. So the the Colts really haven't had any need to pass at all. And if you do see if you do see them in closer games and, and need, needing them to pass, which will happen. They're not going to blow somebody out every single week. It, it, that's not going to keep happening. Zach Pascal played. Um, he played the most snaps on the team, tied with T.Y. Hilton for the most snaps on the team other than Phillip Rivers on that offense. So Pascal and T.Y. Hilton, they're going to be on the field every play. Um, as long as two wide receivers are on the field, both of them are going to be there. Like I said last week on the show with Pascal, Michael Pittman's out for a while. Paris Campbell is out for a while, if not the rest of the year. So it's just Hilton, it's just Pascal. So Pascal is definitely worth an add here. If you need like, if you need some ten point weeks or something like that, um, if if it if you think it's going to be a close game and a matchup where it's going to be close, Pascal could get you ten point floor, three for fifty eight in a game where they didn't have to pass. It isn't that awful. That's eight fantasy points, almost nine fantasy points in a game where they didn't even have to pass. So Pascal could be a solid add here. T.Y. Hilton looks not great. I don't think he's gotten over 10 fantasy points yet this season. Maybe maybe just over it, but not by much. So uh, T.Y. Hilton is fading here, and he's getting older, and Pascal is still a really solid receiver. He's relatively young, I believe. Pascal is, is solid. He gets the job done. It's not a it's not an unreal upside play. It's not an unreal pickup where he's gonna go off now that he's the number two, but he will get you solid numbers if you have to play him in a flex or a third wide receiver spot or or a second flex or something like that. Zach Pascal, as long as they're not blowing teams out every week, which I don't think will keep happening, he could be a very solid floor play. And then number eight, my final potential waiver wire ad of the week is Darnell Mooney of the Bears. Darnell Mooney is kind of a deep ad here. He's outsnapped Anthony Miller three week, three weeks in a row. He is a fifth round pick out of Tulane. He runs a four three eight forty. That that's what he ran. So this rookie, this rookie wide receiver with great speed, is outsnapping Anthony Miller. He's had a couple touchdowns now. He's he's getting a couple catches per week, and he's he's kind of 
he's kind of overtaking Anthony Miller at this point, even as a rookie. So keep your eye on Darnell Mooney. Definitely great speed. Over He's out-snapping Anthony Miller, and he's, he's a solid little player there. Um, he can make some big plays happen, and maybe he just – Maybe he gets better as the year goes on, as, as he gets more games under his belt as a rookie. And if he keeps playing a lot of snaps, maybe he develops some sort of rapport with Nick Foles. Maybe he's relevant. Maybe he's one of those guys that can have some some boom weeks here and there with a long touchdown or something like that. But definitely keep your eye on Darnell Mooney. Mooney, Mooney isn't a guy that's going to get added in like 8 to 10, eight to ten team leagues but maybe deep, deep 12-team leagues or 14-team leagues, uh, definitely dynasty leagues, um, definitely pick up Darnell Mooney. He, he's proving in his rookie year that he is a very, very solid football player, and Darnell Mooney is is worth an add in deeper leagues. And I, I wouldn't say that he was the last few weeks, but now after four weeks that we've seen, he's continuing to play well and get the snaps um, Darnell Mooney is now on the radar as a fantasy relevant option. And then another kind of two extra guys here. I, I know I always do this every week where I, I count off how many guys I have. And then I, while I'm doing the episode, I'll, I'll think of guys in my head, some extra guys that can be added. So it's, it's not great. It, it's not a good ad, but some other ads here, Elson Jeffrey could be back next week in week five. Greg Ward was the number one receiver this week. Zach Ertz has done nearly nothing, even without Dallas Goddard. If Jeffrey's somehow healthy, somehow on the field, Jeffrey could end up being fantasy relevant somehow. So it's not, like I said, it's not great. It's at this point in Jeffrey's career, it's not a great pickup. But uh, if you're desperate for wide receiver help, definitely add Jeffrey, get him on your roster. Definitely not going to start him, but see what happens. See if he's going to get some targets. See if he's going to be on the field. And definitely consider it. I I think in some of my leagues where I need help at wide receiver, I think I'm going to consider adding um, Alshon Jeffrey here because they don't have anybody else. He's going to be the number one receiver right away. Um, Greg Ward, like I said, Greg Ward has been very serviceable when he's had to fill in, but he's not a number one receiver. Alshon Jeffrey at least has talent when he's, he at least has talent and is able to produce when he's on the field. And if there's no other target competition, then Jeffrey could be worth an add. Um, Stash Jalen Rager right now before he comes off of IR. Deshaun Jackson kind of worth an add, but I, I'm not adding Deshaun Jackson. I'm, I'm stashing Jalen Rager or I'm picking up Alshon Jeffrey as a, as a decent decent stash here. So those are kind of my extra guys to stash those Eagles for when they come back. And like I said last week, I'm, I'm working on a kind of trade episode. Got, if you're 0-4, 1-3 and need to turn something around, I'm working on a, a, tr- a trade, um, guys to trade away, guys to trade for, those kind of things. So I'm working on that. I'll try and have that out by this week before next week starts maybe not by the thursday night game but definitely before sunday i'm going to try and have that out thanks again for listening to the week four waiver wire show hopefully this helps heading into week five and hopefully these waiver shows have helped and getting your team on track to make the playoffs this season